Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show, your one-stop shop for everything health, fitness, and a little bit of life, and even some medical stuff. As you can see, Dr. Mike's in the building. You already know that this episode is going to get very informative. Um, he means missing- business. When he puts it on, it's, it's you know, you got to just, uh, just, just strap on. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> wherever you're listening to wherever you're listening to this episode too you gotta like just be ready because this you put this episode repeat it go back a couple times look at the show notes because we, mike also does a fantastic job at gonna notate every part where we talk about specific points of the chest this is all gonna how to build some impressive um chesticles um we're gonna make it you know dual right um ladies this is also for you just a quick little if you're if you're a lady listening, it's like, oh, I don't want to listen to this. It's all about chest. No, this actually uh, benefits you tremendously as well. Word. If you're watching this on YouTube hey. and you're new to the YouTube channel, what is up? Go ahead and uh, subscribe to the channel. Give this video a thumbs up. It just helps it, you know, continue pushing through the algorithm. It's still a small channel. We obviously have a lot more uh, listeners on the audio versions, um, wherever you're listening to that. But if you want to see our faces, even if you don't, stop the episode, go open the tab or the app for um, YouTube, search the next level show and give the, give us a subscribe. Um, it's free guys. Come on, just support the channel. Um, anything Would else? Would you say it, it's probably a more complete uh, experience if they watch us, right? As opposed to just listening. Yep. For you sure. know, some people say that they wear their emotions or their sleep. I wear my emotions on my face. So a lot of times, you know, you, how many, t- how long we've been recording and always make a face. And then sometimes you guys allude to it, but uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's second nature. It's like a knee jerk reaction for me. Yeah. Um, we have some good ep- interviews uh, starting to get scheduled and lined up. So we're excited oh, yeah. for those um, just kind of branching out and just making this like a nice, uh, like we always have, it doesn't have to be necessarily fitness with macros uh, frequency training, none of that is, it can be other topics that we are interested in and kind of just bringing on a variety of different guests. Um, that's just fun, man. I, that's why we do the podcast and we didn't corner ourselves and just talking about rep sets and rest periods. Don't they, uh, don't, don't they say that like 80% of communication is nonverbal? Yes. That is correct. So like, actually, if, if you aren't able to see somebody, you don't really get the full scope of what they're trying to communicate. If you're just hearing voices or if you're just seeing words on a screen, if you're like texting or something like that, it's, it's body language that counts, counts for a lot of it. Absolutely. Word. Yeah. So like, for example, if I were to say something like the new space jam was awesome. You, yeah, exactly. You, you don't, you, you, you don't know miss. what happened. So exactly. Hold on. So, you would so- miss Gabe's reaction. <laughs> His face changed immediately. I mean, if you're just listening, you wouldn't have seen that. Is it though? So, so you, so you, so you liked it, right? So here's, here's my, here's my thing. Mike, before you, you... I did like it. Yeah. I, okay. Seriously. Like I, I got what I expected out of it. I was not expecting like an Oscar performance out of LeBron James. Uh, I, I enjoyed Don Cheadle as the bad guy. And I thought that some of the, the creative uses of other Warner brother properties was very funny and well done. That's um, literally my favorite part of that movie. Was it that. was it was exactly what I expected out of it. So in, in that regard, I enjoyed it. So what's 
sometimes hard when, when there's sequels or remakes or anything, you're always going to compare it to the original, right? So yeah. you remember, um, you've seen obviously uh, The Grinch uh, with Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, of course. Awesome movie, right? like, like, incredible. Like, when you think of the Grinch, you think of him. You think of Jim Carrey and his performance of it. So, anytime like they did uh, an animated version of it, you know, more recently, uh, I was like, what, two years ago, something like that. Um, they kind of went in a complete opposite direction because they kind of almost had to. Otherwise, you would always compare it to Jim Carrey's Grinch, right? So here, I'm constantly comparing it to the to the original Space Jam. And I kind of just prefer that one over this one. It's just, it to me, it almost seemed as if like they knew the end goal and they just figured out how the hell to kind of get there to the end, which is the basketball game. And it just, it didn't make that much sense to me. Like the story-wise, it seemed like it just was going for no, for no reason. Um, then when they kind of even started playing, then they turned real or they upgraded it was just like, well, why? Why? Oh why, yeah, they, why, why? Why are you doing that? They, I don't, they I don't... brought the tunes to the digital world. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, they just looked odd to me. And even the the, the inclusion of the tunes, like, so I mean, total spoilers here because you can go see, watch it on HBO Max and whatever. So LeBron, he he was like, oh, I want to get Superman. I want to get the you know Iron Giants. So why was what was the reason for not being able to get them? Did Bugs kind of wanted to say he said no, but I don't even know what was the whole rationale as to not get them. Well, he I think wanted, Bugs Bunny well, he, just kind of like dominated the the selection process, basically. So that's, that's yeah, what he I was, he was the one steering the ship, and he thought, "Well, this Why is a perfect would, opportunity to get all my people back." Yeah, but if if the whole thing is to win the game, why wouldn't you go with? It's not the point of the movie, dude. It wouldn't have been. Just, it would have been exactly, Space Jam if it would have exactly, brought freaking exactly, Superman. That's what I'm saying. Sense. That's what I'm saying as to how they knew the end goal and then they were trying to get there in, in by some kind of way. That just made no sense to me. No, you know part. what I think they did there? What they did, bro, the best part was the Matrix, dude. That <laughs> was so good. And the, the Game of Thrones, bro, I was dead. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so yeah. funny. But <laughs> see, I, I appreciated the movie because of that. Because I think what had happened was a lot of some of the older movies and like the older cartoons or like uh, of Superman, Batman, Universe, DC World, those are like the old cartoons. And um, it's for the people that probably watched originally the first Space Jam when we were younger. We watch this and we can kind of go back and remember the cartoons or like a lot of the different um, universes that I didn't even know, like uh, some of the actual yeah. properties that belong the to properties Warner belong to Warner Brothers. I'm like, holy mm-hmm. shit. But um, it was just more nostalgic. And I appreciated that. Yeah, the whole concept of the basketball game, this this movie was like horrible. Um, I thought it was so bad, but it is what it is. Um, his acting was mediocre to worse. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. pretty bad. Yeah, it was. So I, which I, loved, I guess made I, me appreciate MJ's performance a little bit more. Yeah, because I thought he was fine. But then it was, I, it I, was more natural for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. It just. It took away. <laughs> it took away from like the. There was no way it's gonna. The concept of the game itself was just very like, eh. Um, the whole like video game nonsense, and it's just, eh. I don't know. However, the, I will say this: knowing what I know now, would I watch it again? The answer is yes. That might contradict everything that I just said, you know, prior to this, but. <laughs> I would. I, I. I mean, I watched it again. It was like what Mike said. It was. It. It. it uh, fulfilled what he wanted. He knew he was going to get out of it. You know, it was just an entertaining movie to watch with the kids or watch with the family. 
that you can kind of see some of those, uh, some uh, old uh, IPOs right there. Like for instance, uh, I think that was one of my had uh, favorite it. parts. Yeah, you saw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of these kind of characters and different kind of franchises that I had no idea were part of that universe. I didn't even know Game of Thrones was Warner Brothers. Yeah. What the I fuck? um I, I think the, the funniest part for me was at halftime for the game when they're like, Oh my god, we got Michael Jordan and then like, oh, yes, the yes, 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 in, yes. and then yes, it's fucking was... Michael B. Jordan. I yeah. I everyone that haven't hasn't watched the movie, we probably eh. like offended everyone. Yeah. No. We stay no. offending. I don't I don't know. That's not like a I don't think anybody really took that movie too seriously to the point where exactly no getting spoilers. They um I have to give a quick little shout out to a couple of people that messaged me over the weekend from different places. I don't even know that you were listening to the podcast. So um super uh, you know quick little shout out to you guys. You guys know who you are. Um we I appreciate any message that comes through that you guys are supporting the channel and you're getting something from it. That's always the point. Makes me happy. Um anything else that we need to bring up before we jump into uh yeah how was your trip oh i was uh for the people that don't know yeah i was in um new york um how was it it was good i mean i've been there a couple of times i've been there about four or five times already uh-huh. um same I, as I, the last couple of times did you i guess uh my my thing is did you see anything different did you, was the experience any different now yeah that I, went, uh... I, I, I went to different parts um i went to um jackson heights um to go have lunch a couple of places that were a little sketchy, um, but it is what it is. Um, we just, <laughs> I was always like on my toes because it was just me and my buddy. But um, went to a couple of places to eat food. I was kind of hung over one of those days because I kind of had a little too much fun in Jersey because I drove over to Jersey to watch a game that got canceled because of the weather. So I ended up just going around there. And it's it's funny because I don't think about it until like, I was very aware of my surroundings. Especially when I'm in places that I don't know, I always try to be hyper aware of what's going on. You never know, right? So I go there and I literally felt like you stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, and there's just like a little bit of that like room that like you could tell everyone just kind of stared at the door. Like um, it was like this weird bar that I went to, dude. And it was just um, it was just funny because you can when you can sense someone staring at you like you just you just and you kind of always creep and you always have that person kind of move his head or the people move their head and they're just staring um girls included so we had a good time i ended up like talking to some girl there that i guess like she was with not not really with someone i mean if she was i feel bad for the dude but um it was just like an don't be like that dude that that uh, came to you you guys which one? The one. Remember that you were with some girl and he just yeah. The sat one down at Hooters. At Hooters. I don't. Remember I don't know. Story. I forgot where the hell it was. Most likely it was there because that's where you be. <laughs> um. Anyway, there was just this guy like that. Just like literally made it super obvious that he like didn't want her around, and we didn't really like try. She just came to talk to us, and we're just there uh, drinking. But um, it was just very funny. It was like definitely not a welcoming vibe couple people made comments to us while we were there so i was like whatever man like i'm just here just to have some drinks chill relax like um, you know what i you know what I, you know what i envision i you, you seen like in different movies like you know someone steps into a room and everybody just turns and looks at the door <laughs> that's what i'm thinking of how you describe it that as soon as you walk in like everybody just just starts and the dj even just <laughs> messes up the song and then everybody turns around um, I, just but felt it, it was sure. very, I felt very Georgie Shorey vibe, and obviously I'm not uh, Italian, so they had a lot of the Guidos there. Well, you got um, the hair going, you know. Oh yeah, wow! But but you can tell you're tan I'm, enough. But I'm you can tell that I'm not Italian. 
If you wanted to blend in, you should have just said, "Hey, how's your mother?" There you go. That would have been like, "Oh, he's, he's always one of works." Us. Yeah, he, he's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So it that was actually a, it was um, overall fun trip. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, that vibe happened to me once when I opened up the door to a comic book shop once. Uh, looking, I was I was looking to go in and get like some price quotes on some Pokemon cards. Don't judge me. Uh, I was with my friend. Last week, uh, mid twenties range, somewhere around there. Um, I didn't look at any of the signage on the door. I opened the I opened up the door. The whole entire like building was gutted, and they had rows of table with like a bunch of like sweat lords with like plumbers crack everywhere. They were having like a Magic the Gathering tournament, like a massive Magic the Gathering tournament. Like, and they were right in the thick of it. And just the door fucking opens, and it's me and my buddy standing there like. And everybody turned and looked and we were like, and we just let the door close. And we were just like, not going in there. I'm good. Yeah. Overall, I appreciated the food. Always. You can, if you go to New York, you just, you know, I think mainly why I would go would be the food. Right. So it's got some good pizza. I ended up trying this new taco place, which my friends made fun of me because like, they're like, of course you got tacos. Um, I'm like, dude, I didn't even know taco. There was a taco spot in New York, but the fact that I was in, uh, what's wrong with tacos? I mean, there's nothing wrong with tacos. Well, then, any, and I, I, but they were just, it's just because they, I, they know I eat them pretty often. I'm always like at a taco truck or something, but this place was phenomenal. Definitely going to go again. They had ran out of the Al Pastor, so I was kind of, yeah. but um, yeah, dude, it was great. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, short trip. It was just a, a random last minute thing. So feeling it today, I'm not going to lie. My brain's like all can't tell. fatigued. Can't tell. It's, just, it's because of the glasses I wore them just to um, to hide my tiredness. The bags under my eyes. Um, so, <laughs> are we ready to jump in? Yes. All right, uh, doctor. Is the doctor one? In? One last thing. Um, this this episode's airing on Friday, right? Correct. Okay, so as of the airing of this episode, I mean, hold on real quick. Um, did we decide Wednesday or Friday? As the listeners know, that we also changed the frequency of the sh- of the episodes. We were dropping down to two times a week. Um, I guess depending, like on the if we have interviews and stuff, we can possibly squeeze in a third that week. But just having two main episodes a week. Um, but I don't know if we decided Wednesday or third Friday. Yeah. It's fine. We let the listeners know we're transparent okay. about so it. So for those of you listening on Friday or thereafter. Either way. So this Friday, I have that that uh, the certification exam schedule oh. that I told you guys about. <laughs> it's literally like I, I just hit fuck it and went full send. I'm getting... So I have to get certified for my new job at Crunch. Um, they didn't accept the certification that I had before, which is perfectly fine. Um, and then me being me, I'm like, it's fine. So then I just registered for NASM without really realizing that NASM is like, like top tier certification. Like you need to know about heart valves and like all sorts of like extra stuff, very extensive. So rather than, you know, going with the um, suggested 15 weeks of studying and going through the process and everything like that, uh, I paid for it on Friday and I'm taking the test one week after I paid for it. So we're going with a full send. It's going to be fucking awesome. I've passed all of the practice exams. I'm taking one in the morning, one in the night. And in between, I'm studying where mm-hmm. I see gaps, uh, such as you know heart valves or their specific training model that they use or whatever. So 
it's very, very fun. And if I pass when I pass, it's going to be very, if. yeah, it's going to be very sad. No, I am, I am going to pass. Cause I am, I am improving my score each time on the practice exam. Um, it's going to be a big, I don't know. I don't know if it would be like an ego boost of mine or if it would just be like a confidence boost. Um, just to know that I have like that kind of like base knowledge without really even needing to study for it. It's if, cool. if you would have went to 15 weeks, would you have not been able to work until yeah. that? Yeah, oh, I would really? have had to wait. Yeah. So I can, I think technically I can operate under my certification for the first 90 days uh, while I work there, uh, mm -hmm. assuming I'm working on one, but I would rather just go in guns blazing without having to I just about. wasn't sure what their um, uh, procedure would be because in some places, as long as you're, you know, enrolled in a course and set to take a test that you would be, you know, you know, they kind of give you a pass or yep. say that you're good because it seems like you have the intent to be, uh, to have that completed within a set uh, period of time. So I was just curious, but that's not going to be an issue because you're passing it on Friday. I am right. going to pass it on Friday at 9 a.m. It's a it's an online true. proctored exam. It takes two hours or they give you two hours. I'm I'm reaching a passing score in 30 minutes though. So it'll be interesting. I'll tell you all about it when I uh when next time we meet. Jesus Christ, 30 minutes. Hey man, if you know Is it, it you know short? it. If you don't, okay, make an educated guess and move on. But actually, there's a bro, there are multiple choice. This is literally how I passed high school. Multiple choice questions are so easy to make it's a good really guess on. And then later the on, there's another question that covers the same topic. You can use the context clues of that question to go back to number 27 and realize that, oh no, it's not this, it's that. Because this question over here, they're talking about something else entirely using that same term. You just need some context clues. Think about it. Use your brain. It's fine. This is true. It's going to be fine. You're going to be fine, bro. You're, you're Dr. Mike for a reason. This um, is true. Talking about Dr. Mike, we're going to need you to break down the chest. Um, like I said at the beginning, ladies, this is beneficial to you. Guys, this is also to uh, make your training more efficient, to build and develop your chest, which are important. I mean, you want to have a good, obviously, we would cover back in the future, stuff like that. But, you know, for the most part, we want to focus on, you know, properly uh, picking exercise, understanding the anatomy. So you understand what exercises go where and why you're doing it. Um, and just get an all round well-developed chest. I think for a guy, you know, obviously we all know that developing a chest drastically changes your physique on how it looks. Um, you know, obviously the back shoulders and the chest are very, very predominant on that very V that wide V taper, little waist, um, illusion. So, um, to get into it, break down the anatomy a little bit, things that you need to understand, uh, when it comes to the chest, that way you understand why you're training specific angles and maybe changing uh, the setup a little bit. Um, Mike? Yes. So um, just to kind of piggyback a little bit off what Jonathan said and to kind of further drive the point that this applies to both men and women, it is scientifically proven that swollen pecs lead to sex. Wow. Um, and that's male this or female. Is, so this is true. This applies to everybody. Um, so basically with any muscle... <laughs> With any muscle, we have an origin and an insertion. And with any exercise for any given muscle, you're looking to bring the insertion towards the, the origin. That would be the contraction. Um, so with the chest muscle, pectoralis major, um, the origin is up here in the clavicle along the sternum. And then it goes down the sternum about six ribs, I think. And the insertion is up here in the top of the humerus. So basically the very top of your armpit very top of your arm bone 
deep inside that shoulder structure. So with any chest exercise, when you're stretching, say we're doing a bench press, you start at the top, everything's contracted. The insertion is closer to the origin. The armpit insertion is closer to the sternum in uh, origin. Um, as you come down, the armpit gets further away, thereby stretching the muscle. And then as you push, you're bringing the insertion closer to the origin. It's contracting. Uh, that's where you're generating force. Of course, there's other muscles that are helping along the way. That's not, it's not strictly a chest exercise. You're getting triceps and lats and whatever else. Um, now this is where like different angles come into play. Now, since it is six ribs, that's, I don't know, maybe the width of your hand. If you're a decently sized hand person, I, I guess, um, you can change the angle, i.e., incline or decline, and you can specifically target one section over another section. Um, so if you're at a slight incline, like an incline bench press, you're going to be targeting a little bit more of that top part up here near the, the, um, the shoulder, near the clavicle. <laughs> um, and then likewise, if you were to go decline, you'd be getting a little bit more of that, that Vin Diesel under boob part of the chest. So I don't know that there's necessarily anything else I need to add. Um, Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel, yeah. I mean, Out, out of all people? Maybe, maybe I know. I just... Did I just like age myself? Okay, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, He'd be a better, better example. Okay, well, he's got under boob action going. I mean, Vin Diesel. We could have we, we could have just used Gabe. Like Gabe has under boob action happening. Oh, That's I fair. do. I do. I'm working on my under boob. Like he gets humidity from the under boob action. This is true. Like my, I, I get the sweats like right here. <laughs> uh, sweat mark. Um, so no, that's perfect. Just to kind of break it down. We don't want to get too like nerdy with it. We did drop another episode way back in the day, but, but I feel like it's worth bringing up this topic and maybe kind of reiterating some points and, and maybe adding some. So um, the ideal that we're going to explain this from a hypertrophy standpoint, which all that means is muscle size. Um, there's obviously other modalities you can train that all contribute to muscle growth. That is a fact. But if you're talking about efficiency with developing the chest, we know that Time after time, the ideal rep range is between the 8 to 12, 8 to 15 rep range uh, to, you know, push more of the hypertrophy adaptation than just pure raw strength, which is in that kind of that lower. Like I said, they both contribute. So I wouldn't say just stick only with hypertrophy, but for the most part, probably your best bet for efficiency would be in that higher rep range. Um, just because you put more stress on the fibers for more time, more volume, it just exerts the muscle um, more. Time on attention. Just, just really quick, I would probably uh, add to that where you, even if that is where you're typically at, you would always want to phase in and out of your different type of rep ranges, right? If you don't want to just, uh, you know, change up your exercises, you can keep your exercises the same, but just maybe change your 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 rep ranges, right? So eight to fifteen, the even two to you know six or two to fours or whatever that you get some good stuff out of that. And even 15 plus, right? Like 15 to 20. Have you guys done that? 20? It's fucking Very sucks. rare. Uh, haven't, yeah. haven't lately, but I have sucks. But some and things the thing, I the, do. Yeah. The, the reason why you usually don't push past that point is um, you start getting more of an endurance response to the muscle. Mm -hmm. It doesn't uh, signal for more of that growth. Uh, because the load can't be that heavy for that 20 rep range. If you can push away for 20 reps consecutively, consecutively, you want to bump the weight up and maybe drop down. Also, if you don't have to pump that much volume, it's not as with, you know, when it comes to efficiency, 
then oh, drop yeah. down to more of that moderate rep range that you can still push heavy weight, um, still get those strength adaptations, but you're getting also the uh, enough volume that's going to trigger um, hypertrophy. Um, so I think that covers that point. What's kind of more ideal for that? Anything we need to add? Good. No. All right. So the next thing is um, we can talk about different exercises. This is kind of the where people are going to really want to just make sure you take a couple notes, some points that we may cover here that may be like things like, oh, I didn't know this exercise was good for this. Um, and common misconceptions too, because I think that um, if you're struggling to build your chest, um, you may be, may be doing some of these mistakes. That's just kind of quite common from our experience working with people. You may fall uh, victim to these uh, just training myths when it comes to the chest stuff that I did too, that wasn't ideal, just kind of hurt more than anything. Um, common misconception is uh, flaring the elbows too much when you're doing any type of pressing. It looks like what Gabe is doing. You, it looks like your elbows are out to the side like a T. Um, like you're leaning like a cholo. Correct. So basically when you're in that position, you're a bit more vulnerable. Some people argue that it's all, oh, I'm going to be able to stretch the chest out more and all that. But when you really break down no. the fibers, you don't need to be in that position. And on the contrary too, it, it actually puts your shoulders in a more vulnerable position. Um, over time, you're just going to demolish that joint and those ligaments. Wouldn't that impede the amount of stretch that you can um, put on for the chest, right? Because if for I'm some people, flaring yeah. out my leg, my arms, this is about as far as I can go. I can't go any further. However, if I tuck my, my, my elbows in, I'm able to go deeper and give it a, a, a more of a stretch. Yeah. So that might impede your, um, uh, the, your range of motion whenever you are pressing. That's, that's my understanding of it as well. If you're, if you're flaring your elbows out super hard, the bar or the dumbbell or the machine or whatever you're using, is typically going to come up a little bit higher. Um, yeah. typically for like a pressing motion for most people, obviously like the, your humorous length plays a, a big part in where the bar is going to land on your chest. But for most people, it's around the nipple line. Um, so with that being said, you can't flare your elbows out at a perfect 90 degree angle and still hit that nipple line, unless you're, you're doing something really weird at your elbow joint, you're rotating the shoulder almost down. Yeah. So it's not even like an ideal place to, to go. If you're trying to target your chest, if you're, if your elbows are way out here, the bar's going to end more like clavicle area or like your neck, even, which I don't have to explain why landing on your neck is a bad choice. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, generally for, for, it depends on the person where, you know, maybe you want a little bit of an elbow flare, depending on how long your arms are and where you're most comfortable with your grip. But for the most part, I mean, somewhere between right up against your rib cage and flared out at 90 degrees, as long as it's comfortable and it's hitting this, the, about the mid part of your chest, it's probably a, a pretty decent angle. And it'll honestly, just from like personal experience of coaching people, it just feels right when you find the right spot. Um, it, it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. And that's kind of like what I say, like I don't give an exact degree or, or how much they need to bend or, or flare out their elbows or not. I just say, okay, anywhere in between this range, kind of like how you mentioned, Mike, where anywhere between here, um, uh, 90 degrees and tucked elbow tucked in somewhere in there, you'll find a good place. And once you find it, that's comfortable, then you can press it without any being any kind of an issue, then you're good to go. You have more support in that position either way. So it, it allows you to push more weight without, you know, compromising your shoulder um, over time. That's going to get beat up. Um, but all great, great points. The 
exercises that we kind of recommend. I'll give just a few uh, on my end. I know that the barbell has been bashed a lot when it comes to just overall hypertrophy training. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. It's, it depends on you and your goals. Um, barbells are pretty functional and they allow you to add a tremendous amount of resistance. So if, for some people, like I, myself, I've received tons of benefits from training with a barbell. I can't say that it's useless and it's not good. Uh, for some people, it may just not be good. And we'll kind of explain as to why, but um, I was very fortunate that I'm able to establish a very good connection and, and able to apply tension to the chest with a barbell or with dumbbells. Um, so with the barbell itself, I felt I was able to just get just as much um work on the fibers of course you're limited on the full contraction because you can your hands are in a fixed position that's where people will also argue as to why you're not maximizing hypertrophy sure um but like i said i've trained with barbell i've trained with dumbbell i've gotten benefits from both i can't say that the dumbbells necessarily accelerated this the my gains um, or that the barbell slowed it down. So this is a bit subjective, but, um, it's, it's, it's going to be based on you on how you feel the chest. Now, if you're someone that struggles, uh, with connectivity to the chest, like you just don't feel it, then I would argue, uh, an incline in a dumbbell, uh, I'm sorry, an incline in a flat version with dumbbells may be more appropriate for you. Um, just so you can establish that stability, that balance. Shit, I right now train with more dumbbell, honestly, with most of my exercises. I just feel better when it comes to pressing motions. Um, I've been enjoying it a lot. Uh, but when I used to train chasing the gains and chasing just to be uh, get as much as possible out of it, I did both. And I, I played a lot with the barbell, too. It was I enjoyed it flat and incline for sure. Uh, personally, I just I would lean more towards the barbell as opposed to the dumbbells. Not to say that I don't use them at all. Um, I maybe may like a 80-20% as to how often I use the barbell to dumbbell. Uh, I, what I do like about using dumbbells is one, sure, you're getting just a little bit more of a stretch, right? Because of not having that bar in that um, uh, where you're just unable to bring it down any further. But more so, it kind of helps to identify any type of imbalance that you may have um, between your left and your right arm oh, I'm actually pushing it more, it's harder on this side than that side. And I really don't see that when I'm doing it with the barbell. So that's what I uh, typically like to use dumbbells for is to kind of like to, just to check and just to make sure that I'm um, uh, as even as possible um, on both sides when I'm, when I'm doing my, uh, my chest presses. And as far as incline or flat, I've done flat for like forever, but just more recently, when I say recently, I mean the past shit, couple of years, maybe like a three, four years, I've more leaned towards uh, incline as opposed to flat. Since it's the, you know, allegedly or quote unquote, the harder version, I just uh, have always wanted just to have my incline catch up to my flat. And I think I'm kind of close there. Uh, so that's, that's what I do. So I, I anytime I train chest, it's always uh, regardless if it's dumbbell or barbell, it's going to be incline. Um, real quick, do you guys mess around very much with like a low incline? bench press so instead of doing like the whatever like a standard incline what is that I was, you know what i was gonna degrees. ask you guys like what do you do you have a notch where you kind of like go i kind of do more of like a like a lower um maybe like if you think of uh think of a an adjustable bench mm -hmm. i do like either two or three clicks above uh, a flat if that mm -hmm. makes 
Yeah. I think, I think technically where I press is at a 30 degree angle. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's the, each, each notch is 10 degrees. Um, I do about a 33, uh, I'm sorry, a 30 degree 33 uh, angle, 33 to the square. Um, so, <laughs> but basically what you're talking about, a lower incline is probably one notch above flat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do, but honestly, I spent more time based on how the, how you're set up. I play more in that 30 range. Most of the time, it's very rare if I drop into that mid that mid incline um for my ladies i prefer putting them in that position in the 30 uh, degree uh most of them just respond better and i think that's going to be more functional to them guys i stress the incline more now than flat than ever before because me too how how difficult in the upper chest sometimes is to develop for some people if you can develop an upper chest which people slack on i know i did when i was younger i kind of focused just heavily on the flat um, it's gonna give you more of that aesthetically appeasing, you know, look for your chest. It's gonna look more complete, more full. Um, when you're wearing t-shirts, you know what I'm talking about, tank tops. But just from an overall perspective, it just gives the chest, even if your chest is not uh super thick, the just the development of the upper chest, it just looks better, it's more functional. I feel you it kind of protects you in other areas when it comes to your shoulders and all that other stuff. I've been, I've been messing around with a low incline, like that 10, 15 degree click on the, on the adjustable bench, um, a lot more recently. And I've been, I've been enjoying it. Um, maybe I'm suffering a little bit from like not being specific enough because it's not exactly targeting the upper. It's not exactly targeting the lower, but since it is so new to me, I haven't really done very much of it at all up until the last couple months. Um, I feel like I'm getting pretty good response out of it. Um, that being said, I did want to throw the other options into the ring, you guys covered dumbbells, barbells. Uh, there are also body weight and there are also yes. machine exercises that we can do here. Um, I'm going to start with body weight because everybody has body weight um, unless you're fucking Casper or something. Um, and that's, that's a really good option. I don't know that you're necessarily going to get like the best gains of your life, but if you're doing a, a dumbbell press or a barbell press of some kind, and then following it up with maybe some pushups or banded pushups or deficit pushups or tempo pushups of some kind, um, it, it can be a really great option for adding some extra volume without necessarily taxing your, your systems too much. Um, because it's just body weight, you know, you should be pretty adequately prepared for handling your own body weight most of the time. Um, I'll throw machines in there as well. Uh, for the, the biggest problem with machines is that they're, they're kind of designed to fit the average person. So if you don't have the average person size, if you're five foot tall, or if you're six foot eight, like LeBron, um, machines aren't going to quite work too well for you because you're just not sized appropriately for them. But if you fall within that, that average range, um, doing something like a machine press, um, isn't necessarily an awful idea. Again, it's kind of similar to that body weight stuff where it's just not as taxing to your CNS. It's not as taxing on your joints because it's a fixed uh, range of motion. Um, it's a predetermined path. All you really have to do is push. So even to that degree, it can be a little um, easy to do incorrectly if you're not good at engaging your chest or if you're not quite familiar with what muscle should be doing what during the process. If you just sit down and start pushing, then you'll probably feel it most in your arms, but um, it can be a good way to add extra volume if, if that's what you're looking for. I concur. <laughs> no, but I definitely like to play with probably my top uh, tools right now for chest development have been incline, flat, 
dumbbell primarily. And then I've been playing a lot with the, uh, the cable and the cable angle. I put it, you know, you can target, you know, your overall pec major and then your pec minor uh, based on the positioning of, of your handles. If it's, it's coming from low to high, you're primarily focusing on upper. If you're coming from um, high to low or high to mid, you're kind of be working more of the pec uh, major when it we comes talking to about, are we talking about flies here? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to specify. Yes. Cable flies. And then um, I actually, ironically enough, we talked about machines briefly. I've been doing the, uh, just the horizontal press uh, with uh, a pec deck and it's honestly great um, way to add more intensity to my chest day without the fear of like dropping the dumbbells or getting stuck. You can kind of push yourself closer to that failure mark, which I kind of didn't put at the hypertrophy uh, part of the episode, but just a real quick, make a note is um, if you're struggling to develop your chest too, you want to, or if you're struggling to develop any muscle at this point, you need to train also hard enough to create this change. And I'm not saying to like fail at every single set, but you definitely want to be pushing your limits and testing yourself. And I think that machines and cables allow this, uh, the safe way to exert yourself in your, in your session where you really push yourself. I wouldn't max out every single time on dumbbell or barbell exercises, but when it comes to cable flies and machine, you can actually push the limit there and really take yourself to that next level. Um, Hey, there we go. (laughs) I actually have someone that when they messaged me, they wrote to me in Spanish and they put the next level, but in Spanish. And I thought that was badass, And they actually put it in quotation marks. (laughs) Super cool. Um, um, what else, what else, what else? I mean, well, that's basically my point when it comes to the machines, the cables, it allows you to push that effort. You need that for, um, ideally just to grow and just get stronger. That's like with both principles. Um, but that's my point. With the, um, just what I wanted to mention the, you mentioned the push up or the body weight, uh, you would probably want to do the same exact, um, uh, I guess, uh, grip or, uh, positioning of your arms or your elbows when you're doing this, uh, this, this motion, right? Uh, it wouldn't be anything different. This is a good regression from uh, like a, like a barbell or a dumbbell kind of uh, exercise. And it's something where, you know, it's, I, I like to include that as well every now and then for myself or for someone else, for a client, I would probably have them make sure they can handle uh, their own body weight prior to doing a, um, uh, you know, moving them or progressing them up to a, a barbell or a, or, or a chest press. Or just as an evaluation, just to see if they're able to um, use their body weight uh, for this motion. I like it. Word. Yeah, I, uh, the body weight's also cool because you can uh, you can do them pretty often. It's a little bit less taxing than mm-hmm. really loading with uh, dumbbells or barbells. Um, then you obviously have the machines variations, cables included, and then you can even add a body weight training element to your. Uh, your push day or your chest day. It's a great way to kind of make a complete program, start with the harder stuff, the more technical stuff, and then kind of move your way down uh, to some machine work, cable work, and then finish off. Finishers could be a variation of a push-up or a dip, um, anything that kind of angles you to um, challenge the chest. We didn't actually include very the decline push-up. I personally don't use it much. Um, I don't you can make a very small decline with your flat bench. If you have an adjustable bench, you can put like a plate underneath and kind of angle. That's what some people will benefit from this. 
but ideally you can get away with not. If you want to stimulate those fibers, doing a high to low cable uh, fly does a fantastic job as well as a traditional barbell dip with a lean forward. You're going to get a lot of that, um, that lower chest, if you will. And I put air quotes for the listeners, but it's, you know, it's to focus on separating it that much. You're probably spinning your wheels and we're talking about just efficiency here. Mm. Um, you want to talk about real quick about frequency when it comes to these guys? Uh, see, I would say, we'll kind of go across the board and see. Oh, uh, real quick. This is what I was going to say before you mentioned about the frequency. Uh, One of my preferred uh, versions of a push-up would be more of a, as soon as you kind of like a hand release kind of push-up where you get down to the, to, to the ground, essentially your chest is on the ground and you pick your hands up off of the floor and then you push, essentially push up after that. And I find this to be a little bit better because one, it emphasizes the full range of motion and two, it makes sure that, I don't know if I, I feel like you kind of not so much engage it, but just um, you, you just get into more bang out of your buck when you're doing it like that, because most of the times you might not want to go for the full range or it just at least not constantly, you're not saying to yourself, oh, let me just half ass this or let me just half rep this, but just to let you kind of like go through the full range when you're doing that type of a, a that version of a push up. That's me personally. Perfect. Perfect. Frequency. Yeah. And as you can see, listeners, it's pretty straightforward. We don't have any crazy side pack uh, sitting on the machine sideways and pressing um, all these different variations. <laughs> as you say that, what do you what do you feel about the pullover? And I was going to say dumbbell pullover. Land my I press. would I I would <laughs> include it in my day. But as far as like uh, for this purpose of the of efficiency, I think that most people wouldn't get that much out of it from doing a pullover. Now, uh, I would argue some people, you you get something, you get some stretch in the chest, but I would probably add that more on a pull day, um, having that more staple there, getting more lat dominant from it. Yep. But mm-hmm. for most people to keep it the kind of the main stuff that I would go to with most of my clients is focusing on those different angles of pressing and throwing in some variation of, um, cable and machine with a, and then a body weight version of, okay. uh, of a chest set. That's me, my personal experience is cause it's harder to cue and you need X amount of range of motion for the shoulders. I feel to get more of that stretch mm-hmm. that, for the average person, I wouldn't include it the first thing. Probably more advanced later on, I would throw it in there for someone with yep. the intention of chest. I would be cueing the positioning of the elbows and all that, the hand placement, everything would matter. Um, but yeah, frequency. Uh, frequency for the muscle. Max, I would go training chest or incorporating these uh, variations would be about three times a week at the most for most average person training um, to about, I think, twice a week is also phenomenal. Now, if you, this is with keeping volume in mind, I would say roughly, this is subjective. Once again, depending on your level, but if you've been training consistently, an average place to be is anywhere from, I think nine sets per week to about 15 to 20 sets per week. And this is like more of my advanced people. Um, That's why I like bring breaking it up. I feel like you can apply uh, more volume throughout the week. If you break it up more now, if you go one nice hard chest day per week, and that's all you can afford. I say you just, you did literally a, a push pull legs, one cycle for the week. Um, 
then you would apply a little bit more volume about maybe 15 to 16 sets um, of push movements, not just all chest, but um, just a pushing exercises, uh, tries and shoulders included. So you're actually looking at only about eight to nine sets, probably that workout for just chest. Um, then the other sets are going to be per uh, other body parts. So depending on where you're at with your training and how much time you can, you're, you're allotting to the gym during the week. If you have less days, you would bunch them up into, into, you know, those days, but the more that you'd have, the more that you would spread out. And the great thing about spreading it out more so is if you have, if you bunch it all up into like, let's just say one day, what are you going to do? You're going to do all of these kind of things, right? Like you're going to do the barbells, the dumbbells, the, you know, the cables, maybe some machines or whatever. Right. But if you were to split it up, then you can focus more so on the ones that give you the biggest bang for your buck and or the ones that you need the more help with, right? Like for instance, if I'm at a point where I say, hey, you know, I want to put more, you know, to um, I guess to your point earlier, to the bottom portion of my of my chest, well, I might want to include on each and every single day that high to low cable. Right. I think that's what you mentioned, the high to low for focusing mm-hmm. on that, that uh that portion of your chest, right? So if that's my intention then I would put more of a focus on those and include that one movement, maybe uh, two to three or however many days that it is that I'm going, I would put more emphasis on that move, that, uh, that motion. I think that just to also just to kind of, I think that something that came to mind is normally preference wise, I like two times a week. I think that's more than enough and to get a good chest workout because you can keep the intensity pretty high. I think that the don't get too trapped, don't get too wrapped up, I'm sorry, with um trying to incorporate so many chest days with like actual hard push days. Like dedicate max three, like I said, but I would argue one to two hard days to start and see how your chest feels and how it's recovering. Cause you got to be able to recover from these workouts. Obviously if you train them more more frequent the intensity would naturally have to be less, uh, which doesn't mean that you won't get benefit. But as you get more advanced, I feel like if you minimize the days to two days, maybe one and give it a nice, good push, um, uh, intensity levels, your recovery is good. You can really um, challenge yourself and actually put more because like we have to account for uh, the intensity per set, like per procession. If you train every day your chest, but the intensity is so low that you're barely breaking a sweat or you don't feel anything, then you're not going to be getting much out of it, which I doubt anyone's really doing. But common mistake is thinking so many days of hard days where it just, your joints are getting banged up. You know, you, you're not recovering from your workouts, your strength's going down. You want to be pushing your strength, uh, and progress the weight forward. Um, making sure that you're not overly sore if you're training more days a week and make sure you're pushing yourself where you're getting damn near close that limit when you do work out um that's going to be make sure you eat and recover sleep all that good stuff but as far as that that would be a nice recipe for um developing your chest your strength Um, muscle will typically follow keeping within these principles these parameters of rep ranges and uh, sets and frequency will be Boom. You'll have some slabs of meat just to show off men, ladies and gentlemen. This is true. I like it. Me too. Thanks. Anything else? Anything else? Uh, Dr. Mike, is there anything you'd like to add or do you need to go to another appointment? Uh, Yeah, I've got a tracheotomy in 30 minutes. 
I don't even, I don't even know what a tracheotomy trauma. I don't even know what that is. Isn't that where you, uh, I guess someone can't breathe and you put like a hole in their, in their throat or something. I think that's them what that to is. Be able to breathe? Sure. We'll figure it out when we get there. Okay. <laughs> or they will, maybe they won't. <laughs> I'll just, uh, I'll just say I concur and I'll have one of the interns do it. There you go. That's, that's just actually for anyone that doesn't know where that comes from. You know where that comes from, right? Catch me if you can. Yep. Great movie. Awesome. <laughs> that witty style. Anyways, I wrap concur. us up, boys. Close us up here. And um, this was a fun episode. I think very informative. Anyone that can benefit from this, definitely share this with someone that, you know, you know, there's like, that's, I know some people literally hire me because I want to build a bigger chest or I want to get stronger at this. Share this episode. Let them know uh, where they can get some amazing, the best information of fitness that they'll ever find. Like, you know, why, why go anywhere else? Nowhere else. It's pointless. Uh, so let me, let me get you, you know, this is one that, uh, uh, my daughter actually said to me oh, and wow. I found, I thought it was pretty funny. So she goes, uh, my, uh, my dog's friend died and to, um, cheer them up. I tried to get him another one, made the friend even more upset. They go, what the hell am I going to do with two dead dogs? Jesus. <laughs> you were proud of her at that moment. I was, I was, I was. Mike. Um, I have a riddle for you. Okay, um, hold on. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? Awesome. Okay, I actually have a few that we can maybe oh, fall shit. back to. But okay. uh, what has to be broken before you can use it? I feel like I had it and then... Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Yeah. What is it? It's an egg. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what question can you never answer yes to? Are you dead? Uh, that's actually really close. Are you asleep yet? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, if they have All a right. subconscious thing, they make a sound, you can respond. Uh, All right. Yeah. Last one. Okay. What is always in front of you, but can't be seen? Air. No forehead. Your forehead. I don't know. No, your Who future. Uh, fuck. This is frustrating. I'm, I'm we see the future off. and it's bright. <laughs> Boom. Well, listeners, if you're just as frustrated as I am, go ahead and give this video a thumbs up. If you're watching this on YouTube and if you're uh, listening to this on audio platforms on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever. If you can leave a five star rating and review, um, even if it's just a five star, we want to get those ratings up, guys. It's going to really just help to push the podcast further up the algorithm and reach more people and just provide this quality information. Um, if you want to check Top us out tier. on Instagram, check us out at the next level show. My personal account is at John Alva Fitness, Gabe is at Prime and Glory, and Mr. Mike is at Mike Nillis PT. Until the next one.